0: I'm Jen. And I'm Erin, And We've Got Ears. We're your one-stop magical podcast covering all things Disney. Giving you the insider scoop to the most magical trip to a Disney park you can imagine here. Let's take some time to introduce ourselves. Like I said I'm Jen. I'm a loving wife and a mom of two. Liam is our little prince. He's four years old and Amelia is our princess at two. Trust me she embodies that term in more ways than one. I started out For a love of Disney, when I was just a young kid, I loved the movies Lion King. Uh, If you ask my mom, she'd say I was obsessed with 101 Dalmatians. I really wasn't a princess lover until I became an adult, but now I could embody all things princess. But our love for the parks really didn't come until we had kids. I visited once when I was 12, but I remember things here and there. However. I think Aaron and I's true passion for Disney really didn't come until our first visit with Liam. We went down for my niece's gymnastics meet, and it was like a stepbrothers type moment. We walked into Magic Kingdom and looked at each other and we're like, you like Disney? I like Disney. All right. This is our future. From there, we've visited a countless amount of times, and some of our highlights really came in like the post-COVID time with minimal lines and small crowds. However, after having Liam, I really needed a hobby. Aaron can definitely attest to that. Uh, so I put a lot of my attention and love for Disney to work. I started researching, I started understanding more about the parks, and I started giving people advice on how to do Disney. And after three visits of our own, I felt like we really got the hang of things. So with that, I was planning so many trips that I decided to take on the adventure of becoming a certified travel agent that specializes in Disney vacations. So from there, our love for Disney really just took off. And I started to just obsess over it at times. And it's kind of what led us to just loving all things Disney. However, I'm still a full-time working mom. I work at Amazon. I uh, work with their aircraft and pretty much any package that you get in two days, I've probably seen at some point in time throughout the day. Uh, Prior to that, I was active duty. I was an aircraft maintenance officer and I worked very close to the aircraft that Aaron's flown in in his time in the Air Force. Our love for aviation is very strong, and uh, it's what brings a lot of passion to just everything that we do. I can't wait for you guys to get to know our family more, and I'll let Aaron introduce himself
1: Awesome, and I'm her Disney loving husband, Aaron, and uh, I am an Air Force pilot and my love for Disney goes all the way back to when I was a little kid, the first time I uh, ever watched a uh, The Lion King and Aladdin and visiting Disneyland. And uh, it was really cool when we uh, first had kids because we, we kind of really didn't know that each other were so into Disney and Disney nerds. Uh, and now kind of after going several times, we're just all about it. We're all on board. All of the decorations in our house are Disney and I'm hoping to get into 3D Disney uh, animation someday as my dream job after this whole Air Force thing. So um we just wanted to create this podcast to share that that love with for D- Disney and the Disney parks with you guys and uh to kind of kind of give you some of the uh tips and tricks we've learned over the the years.
0: Yeah, so in this podcast just a little bit of what we're going to talk about and of the major topics we're going to hit. We're always going to touch on Disney news because what's a podcast without some form of an update of what's going on. We're going to discuss travel deals that are available to you guys weekly as well as offer links to both getting a Disney vacation quote or to the travel deals that you can explore further on your own. We're going to talk about something called magical mentality which is something that we as the Gibson family really kind of own and embody whenever we go on a Disney trip just to make sure that everyone has the most fun that they possibly can and we all enjoy what we do and then we're always going to have a travel tip because what would be a travel agent without some form of a travel tip so I'm going to provide you guys with just kind of my secrets and some of the things I do when I plan a Disney trip or when we get to Disney to make sure that everything goes as smoothly as it can considering two toddlers in tow All right. So first off, we're going to touch on Disney news. All right.
1: So for uh, this first episode of We've Got Ears, we're going to jump right into the Disney news. First up, we have the first announcement on the new retheming for Splash Mountain. So if you haven't heard, this is going to be called Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and that's coming to the Disney parks in late 2024. It basically reimagined the whole ride. It's got the same track and all that, but the theming is all going to be changed. So this was announced back in 2020, and it's going to take guests on a musical adventure inspired by the movie and characters from that fan-favorite film, The Princess and the Frog, and basically going to pick up where the film left off. So guests will join Princess Tiana, Naveen, and the jazz-loving alligator Louie on the adventure, and then they'll get to... Uh, get a one-of-a-kind look at Mardi Gras celebration as they, you know, go down the uh, big scary water splash ride. So what are your, uh, are you excited about this, Jen?
0: I am really excited. I think that this is a underrated Disney movie that definitely could use more of a spotlight at the Disney parks. Um, I think that it will be a, an amazing addition to Frontierland and Disney World. It really needs some sprucing up over there just to bring more people to that side of the park and get them engaged over on that side.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. If they do this right, it's going to look really cool with the whole uh down south swampland themes and you know, as everyone knows that the the movie that that ride was initially based off of was kind of surrounded in in kind of some controversy, so it's good to see Disney not being afraid to kind of forget about that a little bit ugly past and embrace some of the newer, uh, culture stuff that it's going to be a welcome addition, uh, but not without its complaints, but you know how that goes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that movie just has so many bright colors with all of the nighttime scenes and kind of that Mardi Gras feel and celebration. It's going to be a major hit with the kids and then to bring another princess into the mix as something for Amelia to see. I mean, she's going to be head over heels.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: So next up, Disney Enchantment is going to be showing twice a night, starting July 14th until the 24th. So the fireworks show is actually going to be presented twice just to allow more opportunities for families to actually see and enjoy the fireworks show I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you, but that overwhelming feeling of being in a massive crowd of people during the fireworks show sometimes really detracts from the enjoyment. And so having it shown twice a night will kind of give the families with younger kids an opportunity to see it the first time around and then offer it up to those families that can stick it out until eleven p m and see it a second time. And I think that this is going to be a huge advantage for guests going during this time frame.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This is uh, one of my least favorite parts of all of Disney World is when you're watching the fireworks, which are so cool. And then you're just, at least for me, thinking about, oh, no, here goes the mass exodus out of the park and I'm stuck in the middle of 10,000 people. And yeah, so I think hopefully this kind of breaks that up into, you know, two smaller chunks and, and not so hectic at the end of the night. But who knows?
0: Yeah. And the cool part, too, is it's going to open up an opportunity for guests to see the fireworks show from different places in the park. So, you know, you're not going to be rushing to the entrance, but maybe at the 920, you'll try to catch it from the people mover. And then at the 11 p.m., you settle down by the castle or something like that. So it's just going to be such a fun opportunity for people to experience that fireworks show from a different light.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely say that last time we were there, we caught the fireworks from the bridge that kind of leads to Be Our Guest restaurant in Magic Kingdom. And it was so cool because we've always only ever watched it from in front of the castle. And we got to see just a way more private, um, intimate view of the the fireworks. And the kids really loved it. And we weren't stuck in a massive crowd. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Next up, Bippity Boppity Boutique is returning August 25th. Uh, So this is your beloved experience where your little princess or your little prince can actually go and get dressed up and get kind of what they call the royal treatment at both uh, Disney World and Disneyland. So starting August 25th, this experience is going to be available again. So guests are going to be able to return and make reservations on the Disney World app very soon. And this will just be a great opportunity for all those little girls and little guys to experience Disney and get that magical experience where they get to dress up in their favorite princess's gown, have their hair and makeup done, get dusted with fairy dust and leave feeling completely remade.
1: Yeah, I make no doubt about it. These reservations are going to go quickly. So if you are if you have a trip planned after August 25th and that date hits, go ahead and be ready to hop on the My Disney Experience app. Just hit the little plus sign and it'll let you kind of search, make reservation, and then you'll be able to search Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique and uh, kind of see if you can get something scheduled for while you're there for your little one um, and get a little princess walking around the park like you see.
0: Yeah. And the beauty of the travel agent world, if you choose to use a travel agent, is they can make all of these reservations for you. So make sure you reach out to your closest travel agent friend or me, and we'll help you get that all set up for your next trip.
1: Awesome. Another uh, piece of awesome news about places opening back up in Disney World is the Harmony Barbershop is going to be creating magical memories on Main Street once again, starting on July 31st. So if you're not sure what this is, as soon as you walk into the town square in Magic Kingdom in Orlando, you can hang a left and you'll all the way to the left side of that town square, you'll see the little barbershop and they have a couple of stools in there for you to sit down and get your hair cut in Disney World. So we did this with Liam and they offer a kind of a first haircut magical um, celebration, which we did for him when he was uh, real young. And it was pretty cool to see him get his first haircut in Disney world. I don't know if you remember that, but
0: I do. So they actually, the cool part about the first haircut package is they'll provide you with a certificate that says, you know, they got their first haircut at harmony barbershop, as well as they package up a little lock of their hair and a little bag with a Disney sticker and things like that. So we actually did this on Liam's very first or second visit. And so we have his, Kind of pin that says first visit, along with his certificate and his little lock of hair in a shadow box that uh, is hanging in our theater room. So, this is just a really cool opportunity. And now that they're opening back up, I've kind of been holding off on Amelia's first haircut. Maybe we'll take her to the barbershop for her first haircut just so that she can have that same experience because they walk away with the ears that say, you know, my first haircut on them as well. So, it's just a unique. Super fun opportunity. And it also is a good introduction to getting a kid's haircut since they all seem to think that it's going to hurt their head to get their <laughs> hair cut. So it I know Liam really enjoyed it. All right. Disney cruise line. So, as you all I'm sure know, the Disney Wish has set sail for the first time. So something that's really cool is Disney always names kind of a godparent or caretaker for the cruise ship so that disney actually announced that the make-a-wish children were going to be named the ship's godchildren so this is the first time they've ever done something like this and it's just really cool it's part of disney's unique charm that they just really you know go out of their way to make kids feel special so i think this is just so cool to see them do this Um, It also just makes me want to take a cruise on that cruise ship so much more myself. Uh, With that, they, of course, updated some of their gratuity recommendations now that they have the new cruise ship and new offerings across their cruise ship enterprise as a whole. So the total recommended gratuity has gone up to $14.50 per person per day based off of the length of your cruise. And then for those staying as concierge guests to fifteen fifty per person per day. So the beauty of these gratuity guidelines is you can prepay ahead of time or you can pay while you're on the ship. Um, but it's just to make sure that those cast members that are working so hard to take care of you while on your cruise ship and to make your, your cruise special are taken care of and really get that care and feeding to keep them coming back. Awesome.
1: And another update from a uh, Disney not park, uh, adventure that you can go on is, uh, the adventures by Disney program. Uh, if you're not sure what that is, it's, uh, adventures around the world that you can book with Disney and go do all sorts of things, uh, you know, about a week long and, and visit different countries and it's all curated by a Disney guide. They've, uh, they've effective immediately updated their minimum age requirement, So it's now going from four years old to five years old. That's for their land adventures, escapes, and river cruises. And then for other type activities, the age requirements vary based on the trip type that you're taking. But just realize now, if you'd like to book one of those trips, um, you're going to need at least a five-year-old to make that happen.
0: I can't wait to go on an Adventures by Disney uh, trip with our kids.
1: Yeah, it's going to be so cool. I can't imagine like experiencing a really cool part of the world and then also sprinkle in some of that Disney magic that you got going on.
0: Yeah, it'll be definitely a once in a lifetime type experience unless we could become millionaires. <laughs> um. All right. Next up, we're going to have a kind of long segment about some of the holiday announcements Disney has made of recent. So first we're going to jump into Disney world uh, they just announced that Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is returning. This is the first time post-COVID that we're going to see this Christmas party come back. It's going to be for 24 select nights starting November 8th through December 22nd. Some of the things that we're going to see returning are the castle stage show, Minnie's wonderful Christmastime fireworks, the reindeer in the parade leading Santa Claus in the Christmas time parade, the complimentary cookies and hot cocoa at various locations throughout magic kingdom, which I think that's so underrated Um, pretty much the entire time throughout the Christmas party. You can stop by any of these locations and get free hot cocoa and cookies. So
1: definitely my favorite part.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the last time we went to the Christmas party, we walked away with like a bag full of cookies (laughs) that we ate the rest of the trip. So something like that is just, Such a win if you can make it to all the cookie stands. You're going to have holiday overlays over Jungle Cruise, which will be transitioned into Jingle Cruise. Space Mountain will have a holiday overlay. Tomorrowland Speedway, Monsters Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, and the Mad Tea Party. So out of those, you can see Jungle Cruise throughout your entire holiday season at Disney World, but the rest of them you'll have to go to the party to see the holiday overlay. And then you can catch some DJ or live music across the parks, ranging from Cosmic Ray's Starlet Cafe to Tomorrowland's Christmas Rock Tower Plaza stage. And then Storybook Circus, which is Disney Junior themed. And I know our kids absolutely love going over to Storybook Circus during the holiday parties. It's such a great opportunity to let those younger kids out of the stroller, they can dance, run around, and then Disney has characters coming and going throughout this, uh, what they call the Junior Jingle Jam, uh, which I know our kids just absolutely love being over there, and it kind of gets that last burst of energy out before we can convince them to fall asleep while at the at the Christmas party. And then new and in honor of the 50th anniversary, you're gonna have new photo opportunities for our photo pass lovers across the park. So these tickets will go on sale starting July 7th. And then if you're staying at a Walt Disney resort during the holiday time frame, you're gonna be able to purchase your tickets early starting June 30th. And the ticket prices do range depending on the night that you go. So make sure you figure out what night you want to go on and you budget that into your Disney trip because it is a separate ticket from your park pass tickets.
1: Awesome. Now, uh, jumping over to some of the other parks. So at Disney's Animal Kingdom, there'll be a merry menagerie of winter animals. Basically, you'll get to see a bunch of cool, uh, you know, holiday themed animals. And then over at Hollywood Studios, you'll have the for the first time in forever frozen sing along celebration with Olaf. So if you haven't been to that. One, that's one of our favorite things to do at Hollywood Studios because it's so funny. Um, I know it's easily overlooked because it's a a sit down kind of theater experience, but it's really funny, especially if your kids are really into Frozen, but it's got a lot of adult uh, themed jokes going on. And so during the holidays, they've got Olaf in there, which the kids just go wild for. And there's a really cool surprise at the end of the show, which we won't spoil, but Also, over at Disney Springs, there'll be some snowfall, bringing the the spirit of the North Pole to Central Florida, which is really cool to see. And the kids just go crazy over because our kids never get to see snow. And then at Epcot, you'll have the Candlelight Processional during the International Festival of the Holidays starting on November 25th. If you've been on the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride with the music that they play, they're going to trade in some of those uh, classic rock hits for some seasonal jams at, the on the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind. So imagine doing, uh, that ride with, uh, the jingle bell rock going on. I'm just going to guess that'll be one of them, but we'll see. I'm sure it will be. (laughs) Or the jingle bell rock. Um, cool. And then also Disney photo pass will have holiday themed magic shots going on. And then you'll also be able to see Santa Claus in each of the, the parks as well as some, uh, holiday themed overlays and and themes for the each icon in each different park.
0: And then I know you guys are thinking, what about Disneyland? Well, so far, not a lot has been announced for Disneyland, but they did give us a couple of things to look forward to. So believe in the magic. in the holiday magic fireworks is returning as well as world of color season of light. So both nighttime holiday fireworks and light shows will be returning. And then the seven foot gingerbread house in the lobby of Disney's grand Californian holidays and spa will return. So I have my fingers crossed that they're going to announce some more about Disneyland and what's going to be offered for the holidays, but that's about it so far.
1: Seven foot gingerbread house. That's taller than me. Um, that's pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a pretty good addition i know when we've gone into disney world with the big gingerbread houses the whole lobby smells like gingerbread so yes
1: speaking of delicious food that i want to eat this is one of my favorite events at epcot so epcot food and wine festival will be starting july 14th and that runs all the way through november 19th there'll be 25 global marketplaces with cuisines from all around the globe with chefs from those countries preparing you some delicious eats from uh, those countries. Brand new this year is a marketplace called The Fry Basket, and they have exactly what you would expect, some French fries. And then also a full lineup 2022 Eat to Beat concert series uh, will be at Epcot starting July 14th. You can check out those bands uh, and artists that will be playing um, at Disney.com. Or, sorry, you can check out those menus and artist lineup at tasteepcot.com.
0: Next, on to character news. So before we get into the news, I know Aaron and I were literally just talking about what during COVID Disney was missing. And it was characters, character meet and greets, being able to hug and spend time with the characters. And so in character news, we got a lot of really good things coming back or coming to Disney for the first time. So diving into that, we got Mirabel from Encanto coming to the Disney Adventure Friends Calvacade. So she is already there. So she made her debut on June 26th. And I know when we go back, our kids are going to be just head over heels to see her in the Adventure Friends Calvacade. I mean, they're already excited because you're seeing Miguel from Coco for the first time and a lot of really great characters come through in this Calvacade. So Mirabelle is an awesome addition to this. Um, Minnie Mouse will be joining Mickey starting July 6th in in the Town Square Theater at Magic Kingdom, and she'll be wearing her iridescent outfit. So that will be such a unique opportunity to get to take a picture with both Mickey and Minnie during the 50th anniversary celebration. And then July 6th will also be the return of Chippendales campfire sing-along at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. So this is such a unique opportunity that is outside of the parks to go and sing campfire songs and make s'mores. And then it's always followed up with a movie Under the Stars, pending the weather, of course. But it's a unique opportunity that you can go and enjoy as a Disney resort guest that doesn't require a park ticket. And then July 10th, we're going to be... Um, seeing peter pan and snow white back in the meet and greet areas in magic kingdom july 17th in hollywood studios you're going to have star wars launch bay return with a couple of legendary space sagas uh star wars themes so at the launch bay you're going to be able to see chewbacca and spend time with a droid and things like that and then in the coming months you're going to See things return like Aladdin and Jasmine at Magic Kingdom, Merida, Pooh, Tigger, and the storybook Circus Pals, which is back in the uh, circus area at Magic Kingdom where they're going to be able to go to Pete's Silly Sideshow and see a variety of your Fab Five guests. And then at Hollywood Studios, we're going to see the return of all of the Toy Story meet and greet opportunities with Buzz, Woody, and Bo Peep. And then, lastly, at Animal Kingdom, you're going to get to see Donald Duck return with his friends in the prehistoric party at Dino Land's Dino Bash. So- yeah, one of
1: the coo- one of the coolest uh, magical experiences we had was with Donald Duck in Dino Land back when he was still there. Uh, they they basically let Liam walk right alongside him as he was kind of going back to his uh you know backstage area and they were we were kind of filming it as he walked hand in hand with with Donald Duck so it's really exciting to see this stuff kind of coming back to the park post-COVID.
0: Yeah I mean just the return of autographs and seeing our kids actually get to hug characters is it's just so amazing I mean this to me when you know someone asked me like oh what was the best part of your trip it's seeing the look on the kids face as they get their you know arms wrapped around their favorite character or just some of like the memories we have of Liam with Winnie the Pooh and stuff considering that that was his favorite original character and things like that it's just you can't replace those memories
1: yeah nothing sparks joy in kids and parents at the same time as the the happiness they get from seeing those characters so it's really cool all right Next bit of news, the Lagoon of Finding Nemo's Submarine Voyage at Disneyland will be reopening on July 25th. Basically, Imagineers have spent a lot of time giving this ride a, a fresh coat of paint and putting in more coral, new paint, fresh kelp, seaweed, things to make it look a lot more immersive and, a, and, uh, and modern. There's more special effects and lighting, so this should be a really cool upgrade to a, a beloved ride over at Disneyland.
0: Something we have to go see. So, yep. continuing the Disneyland announcements, they just announced some hotel perks. So, starting new to this summer, there's pool parties that will be available at all three Disneyland resorts. It'll be a half hour a day starting July 1st through August 31st. And this will just be a really great opportunity to go and enjoy the pool party. There will be characters. There will be Activities. There'll be tons of fun things to do during this time frame. So if you got a resort day planned, it's such an awesome thing to do. Next up is early entry is going to begin for Disneyland beginning August 8th. So August 8th, you're going to be able to enter the parks 30 minutes prior to park open if you're staying at one of those Disneyland resorts. Next up, you're going to have proximity and direct theme park access. So you're going to have special entrance entrances to the Disneyland parks from the Disneyland resorts. So this is again, just one of those amazing perks of staying at a Disney property while on Disney property. You're gonna have direct to room service. So this is gonna be your mobile check-in options starting to come back and be available at Disneyland where on your app you can check in, say we're here, and then they'll send you a notification when your room's ready and you can skip that check-in counter altogether dining deliveries. So there's going to be select restaurants in the downtown Disney area that they're going to provide direct to your room room service, just utilizing QR codes in the hotel room to get the food ordered. And it's going to prevent you from having to leave the room once you're tired and you've done the park all day, or maybe it's nap time for the littles and you're just looking for a bite to eat.
1: Yeah, that's one of my least favorite things is when you forgot to eat dinner at the parks and you get back to the hotel and it's 1130 and you're like, Oh, I'm so hungry, but the cafeteria is like a mile walk.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a game changer for Disneyland. Uh, I'm just patiently awaiting it to arrive to Disney World in some form of Uber Eats or Lyft, since that's what they like to use out there. Um, package delivery is going to be returning as well August 8th so all those good very not so cheap merchandise purchases that you make in the parks can now be sent directly to your room I know this is both a blessing and a curse for the Gibson household when we're in the parks because it's just so easy to buy and forget and then you get home for the day and every last thing you purchased is sitting on the bed and you start to realize what you've done Uh, And then coming soon, you're going to have your preferred dining access, which will be those Disneyland resort guests will have opportunities to make dining reservations ahead of other guests visiting the Disneyland parks. So that is going to be huge coming up very soon for Disneyland, uh, something that is for sure worth taking advantage of if you're planning on visiting the parks.
1: All right, that will round out the news. It was a massive news section for our first episode. He had a lot to cover. So thanks for uh, sticking with us. We, we look to bring you updates every episode as we move forward weekly into the future. And now we will move into our travel discount segment. So these are the offers released by Disney that are currently available to book. And the way it kind of works is they always give them a little fun magical name. So you kind of know what discount package you're you're referring to when you talk to either a travel agent or their booking service. So um, I'll hand it over to your resident travel agent to talk about them.
0: All right. Yeah. So the first um, Disney offer that is available, we're going to talk about is Welcome to Happy. This is going to be at your Disneyland resorts. You're going to save up to 25% on select stays at all Disneyland resort hotels starting August 7th through September 29th. And so a good thing to keep in mind as we go through all these deals, there is limited availability and everything will say up to. So just know varying on the type of resort you stay in to the dates that you select, those offers may be available. So make sure you solicit some advice as you go through your Disney planning or reach out to a travel agent, whatever fits your fancy. So the next is Adventures by Disney has some early booking rates. For select 2023 and 2024 land adventures, uh, this offer must be booked by August 8th. Fall into magical savings at Alani. You can save up to 30% on select rooms for stays of five nights or more, and then up to 25% for rooms for a four night stay. This is going to be from August 23rd through November 18th, and then again, November 26th through December 22nd. So kind of skipping that Thanksgiving time frame. And then Disney Plus subscribers, you still have the opportunity to take advantage of Stay in the Magic and save up to 25% on rooms at select Disney resort hotels. This is most nights that you can book through July 8th through September 30th. So just know that this is, again, up to. So it depends on the type of resort you're staying in. And then last but definitely not least is save up to 35% on select sailings for Disney cruises. So if you have the desire to get on a Disney cruise, reach out to a travel agent, uh, check the Disney website and see what is available for those Disney cruise line sailings. There's so many great discounts out there right now. Um, but I do always want to throw a little shout out to our military families. Just know that the military discount that Disney offers is hands down one of the best discounts you're going to get. So don't forget to ask about that military discount if you are an active duty family.
1: Awesome. If you have any questions or you would like help getting your next magical vacation scheduled, Jen is very modest, so she's not going to be very good at, uh, at, you know, shamelessly plugging herself as a, as a travel agent who can help you, but you can contact her at Jen at mousing around com. You can also click the link in the description for the podcast and she can help you get a quote. There's no extra fees for using her services and she'll stay, she'll stay, she'll support you all the way through your post travel days to Disney and make sure everything is running smoothly for you or how she can, or she can help you with anything as you go. So you can reach her there. You can also email us at gotearspodcast at gmail.com and we'll get you in touch with the the right information.
0: All right. On to the next segment of our show, which is going to be our magical mentality segment. It's kind of exciting uh, for us to start this podcast and kind of talk about this magical mentality and what it is. Um, Aaron and I really have kind of ourselves owned and developed what we consider magical mentality. And so I'm going to let Aaron kind of take it away here and talk initially about what magical mentality is.
1: Awesome. So magical mentality is kind of the reason we decided to start making this podcast. And it all stemmed from the idea that we have sort of developed a mindset we use when traveling to disney world or any any disney park to get us in the best headspace to have the most fun and experience the most magic without losing sight of each other and and maintaining that family unit and making sure everyone's feeling good about the whole situation so disney parks can definitely be stressful if you if you don't have the right mindset and that's okay and that's kind of why we're here to help you guys plan those trips and. Get those experiences that you're looking for without all the the headaches and the pains and and how to deal with those issues when it happens so over the the course of the last several years going to disney parks jen and i have learned from kind of some pitfalls and and after our first couple trips we realized that we needed to if we wanted to continue to enjoy this place that we both seem to love so much we needed to develop kind of a mindset as to how to handle stress and when things go wrong and and what kind of expectations to set for ourselves. So in this podcast, every episode, we just want to talk to you about certain aspects of that mindset that we like to go into the parks with so that we make sure that we maintain our family uh, cohesiveness while having as much fun as possible.
0: And then with that, you know, we're going to talk about kind of some of the ins and outs of being frequent Disney travelers and some of the tips and tricks that you may not know if you haven't been to Disney for a while or, um, you know, you're not a frequent goer, or you're not Disney app savvy or things like that. So we're going to give you guys kind of some of our go-tos as we hit these moments where we know uh, a little bit extra love or care and feeding is needed either for one of us adults or even for the kids. So first off is just pre-trip discussion. So before we get to Disney, we always talk um, about kind of what we're going to do when we get there, our mentality that we're going to have. And we both kind of like acknowledge, okay, when we pass the Orlando threshold, like we're not allowed to. Get on each other. We're not allowed to poke and make things more stressful. Like it's a time to just be there, support one another, and uh, make sure we're taking care of each other versus, you know, letting those nitpicky things get to one another. So we always have that talk, whether we're driving to Orlando or we're flying, we just always have it. And it's like a required 10, 15 minutes of us making sure that we touch base on it and we both go in on the correct. Like headspace as to how we're going to handle the possible stressful moments that we'll encounter on the trip. Uh, this also includes getting the kids in the right mindset. So, you know, we make sure that they understand that we're going to do as much as we can to have fun, but at times there's going to be give and take either for each other or for mama or dada to make sure that everybody has what they need. Um, on the trip. So, you know, that means at times needing to split up or to, you know, allow Liam to go on a ride that Amelia can't and finding something enjoyable for her during that time frame to make sure she's enjoying Disney just as much as he is. And then we always like to get them excited early. So, you know, we start to drop hints. We start to ask them, oh, you know, if we leave for Disney, what are you going to bring? Or we'll leave. Disney maps or our Disney tickets around the house and it'll just kind of excite them and make them start asking and it'll kind of build the anticipation without us outright just being like, Hey, we're going to go to Disney. Um, and it helps kind of get them where it's, you know, it's kind of their idea to go to Disney with us subliminally messaging them, uh, in the right aspect.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's really fun to see how excited they get about it. And we also, you know, we, we temper those expectations. We don't tell them specifically, like, this is what's going to happen. We just try to get them excited about the big major things to the point where Amelia calls the castle and the Epcot ball her castle and her ball. And it's just really cool to see their excitement when we talk about that kind of stuff. But the magical mentality also kind of goes into, you know, what to do when people get flustered and and how to help each other remember what we talked about before. So perfect example, uh, guys out there, I don't know if you get to have the same problem with your loved, beloved wife, but uh, Jen definitely gets hangry. So if you cross a certain threshold and she hasn't eaten yet, uh, all bets are off. So we all know it. We don't hold it against her. And especially at Disney World. We just kind of understand that there's a problem that we need to fix so kind of my easy men- mental magical mentality that i try to use is when i see her getting to that point and getting flustered by things that don't, don't normally bother her it's probably because she's getting hungry or dehydrated so my solution is pretty simple i hop on the my disney experience app i kind of figure out where we are in the parks i look at the nearest mobile order opportunity I go through the menu and find something that I know she would uh, enjoy at least trying, uh, and that'll get her kind of out of that mode, and uh, I order it along the way to wherever we're going, and then pick it up, and then we just continue on our journey. We get to try something new, she gets to eat, and everyone kind of, we try to solve those problems as we go, so instead of just letting that fester until we find the perfect place to eat, I just quickly solve the problem if I can. They let her know. I let her know. Hey, I I ordered something here, so let's go by there quick and grab it, and hopefully we'll uh solve the problem.
0: Yeah. So this is this is very very true. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I get hangry. Uh, and when I get hangry, I start to actually completely shut down. So getting this food in me quickly is incredibly important, and so much so that before even going to the parks, I will research. I will spend time on various YouTube, Instagram sites, kind of learning what snacks are around the park, what snacks are new. um, If there's any holiday themed snacks around, if we're going near any um, holidays at all, give it Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Father's Mother's Day. I mean, they always are coming out with new things. So I'll Research And I will just have like a list of notes of snacks that I want to try that I'll share with Aaron before we go. And so he pretty much at any time anywhere in the park has an opportunity to grab something that he knows that I've been wanting to try in the park. So this is very important for me. Um, yeah
1: it's it's really important because we both kind of know and she'll go through it with me like which of these things do you think would be good to try for yourself Cause she knows like certain things that I really like and certain things I don't and so that way the whole day we just kind of know uh, what do you want to try what do you not want to try
0: yeah it actually we don't often sit down for meals at Disney uh, because we just enjoy trying all of the different snacks and meals that are available that we share and order as we go so Again, just a little glimpse into some of our mentality of Disney is sometimes sitting down at those quick services are more stressful than it is to just order something, share it and move on to the next. Yeah. So after my example, I'm going to share one with Aaron. So Aaron always kind of gets... Overwhelmed sometimes with like overstimulating environments, and one of those like really overstimulating environments is inside a lot of the stores and shops at Disney. Um, and if you know me, you know I love to shop, so I can't, I have a pretty hard time walking by a Disney store and not at least walking through to see what they have if they have anything new, if they have anything um unique or anything like that. So Kind of something that I do to just make sure that he gets a chance to decompress or to stay away from these overstimulating situations is I'll take the kids and I'll be like, hey, babe, you know, we're going to walk through this mile long emporium where I can hardly push the stroller, but I'm ruthless and will anyways. And meanwhile, I'll, you know, request a coffee or a snack from somewhere local that I've been wanting to try or that coffee that I know I need to push through the end of the day. And this gives me a chance to visit the stores and get into the shops, which I like to do. And it keeps him out of that overstimulating place, which keeps him in a good mood and also keeps him from getting frustrated with the kids. Because let me tell you, when we're in the stores and it's, I want this, I want that, he starts to feel like they're not being grateful. And to some extent, they're not. Um, but the bottom line, right, is they, they think they can have the world and at times we give them the world. So, uh, it's just making sure they know like their, their limits as well as making sure that I get dad, some of that alone time to make sure that he has the energy and the ability to push through as we encounter more potentially stressful moments throughout the day.
1: Yeah, that being said, I'll just mention there are there are things at Disney that can be a little bit overwhelming for people with uh, sensory overload or PTSD or things like that. Um, but you can reach out to either Disney or Jen; and she can talk to you about accessibility stuff and and service animals and all that kind of stuff. And we'll ha- we can have a whole episode on on those topics on how to make Disney a, a less stressful environment for people with certain needs um, with that. But yeah, Jen's hit it right on the nail on the head. There's just certain things in the parks when it everything is is going crazy and the kids are going crazy and I'm there's a lot of people around and I can't really move the stroller and I just kind of need to remove myself from that area and then kind of just decompress. So uh, yeah that's just kind of another example of our mental mentality on how to help each other out with things that we know Uh, can go wrong and that same type of stuff applies to the kids right like we know what each of our kids can handle what that what excites them what doesn't excite them and what things are going to have a hard time with and get overwhelmed by and what to avoid and uh, like I said we can get get into all of that in a future episode but we just wanted to give you guys an idea of what these uh, magical mentality things look like
0: yeah so the bottom line, right, is when things go wrong, don't panic. Um, don't forget you have cast members everywhere that are constantly trying to make your day better. Uh, they're there to help you, to assist you, to guide you. Uh, anywhere you can find one of those blue guest experience umbrellas, those cast members are at the ready. And as well as just about any cast member you run into, if you have a question or have a concern or need help with something, they're going to be able to help you out. Um, and so just kind of knowing like everybody is there to help make your day better really helps. Um, so we actually have a really good story of this and just kind of part of like the, the magical mentality is we actually had a trip where we lost our backpack. Um, and when we lost our backpack, I mean, this was our diaper bag backpack. Like it had everything in it uh to include our car keys because we drove to Disney. So we were gonna be stuck at the park. And so something oh, like no. <laughs> <laughs> So something like this can really cause like a panic and it can ruin your whole day if you let it. So um what we did is we actually went into the My Disney Experience app. And in there, just kind of used the like contact us feature where we reported our lost backpack right through the app. And we got a notification when it turned up at the Lost and found, which was no more than an hour after we lost it. Um, and at that time, we just went by the guest experience counter at the park and we were given our backpack back. And it was a completely stress free. Uh, I won't say stress-free. I think we probably panicked for about five minutes and then realized being stuck in Magic Kingdom wasn't going to be the end of the world. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it really could have ruined our whole day had we let it. Um, But instead, we utilized our resources and we touched base with the cast members once they found it. And it was all a very seamless, easygoing process. Uh, So this can really fall in line with, like, if you're having issues with your tickets when you show up, right? Those military tickets, everyone forgets. You gotta activate them. And so if you're not giving yourself that time at the start of the park day, you it can really set things off and can kind of create an environment that's hard to crawl out of if you're not careful. Um, you know, when lines get long or weather approaches, all of these are really important moments just to remember what your magical mentality is and what's important for you to get out of the trip. So I know it's There's a lot of things that can cause challenging environments for the whole family, but just understanding what those triggers are for one another and how to utilize all of your resources and know the places to go as things start to happen really is important.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to remember that when something does go wrong or you're stuck in a long line or whatever, you're still in one of the few places in the world where you can just stop wherever you are and see one of the coolest things you've ever seen right like you can still have fun no matter what even if things are kind of going bad you can make the most out of it especially with little kids try not to let them kind of pick up and feed off of that stress you can just play a little game with them or point out really cool things that they can see or talk to them about what they're excited about and it's it's just a a good idea to kind of not dwell on the and the things that Are stacking up against you and just enjoy the moment while you're there. We never really try to push past the stress that we're experiencing. We just try to acknowledge that it's there, fix it if we can, even with the kids. Uh.
0: Yeah, there's been a couple moments where we've definitely probably pushed a stressful moment a little bit too hard. Um, And it just, it makes the rest of the day so hard to get through. So You know, we always kind of tell people, it's just important to know your limits. Um, Our kids, you know, we train them to push through a no nap day very early on. Uh, Their poor daycare teams probably hate us for that. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we call our kids like they're Disney experienced. I mean, they can. It's surprising how young they were and how long of a day with stimulation they could like make it through. And I like to attribute a lot of that to what they've been through at Disney. Um, but bottom line never get in line with a cranky kid like just don't do it
1: you will have a terrible experience if you try to stand in a 60 minute line with an angry toddler so just try to make them happy before you start that
0: Um, and then always like remember if your kid needs sleep go back for the nap uh, you know, we, ca- there's two time frames at Disney. We call them the Disney witching hours where you can just look around and there's a kid crying somewhere around you. Um, that's pretty much throughout the whole day, but there's definitely two kind of time through frames throughout the day that there's going to be upset children around you. So like, just know kind of where your kid's thr- threshold is in that. And that will definitely help with everybody's magical mentality if you can keep them happy.
1: Awesome. So just to give you a preview of kind of magical mentality and where it's going to be going on the next uh, week's episodes. So next week, we're going to cover Disney expectations, how you can build like the right frame of mind and not only uh, not only not overpromise yourself on the perfect day, but kind of how to set yourself up for success and your family up for success, knowing what you're going to experience while you're there, even if you haven't been. So Going to the park with realistic expectations can kind of make or break your trip. So next week, we're going to get into that and give you some tools to sort of make that happen. I can't wait. All right. Jen is going to bring you an awesome travel tip before we go for your next trip to Disney.
0: All right. So for the travel tip this week, it's going to be kind of simple, uh, but I'll go into some more details. So the travel tip this week is if you're going to go to Disney, consult with someone. Um, so this just means like if you're planning a Disney trip, if even if you're an experienced Disney goer, if it's your first time ever, if it's your annual trip, you need to consult with someone. Um, so whether that be your best friend who lives in Orlando and goes to Disney all the time, or if it's that you know, military family that lives on the East Coast that visits once every month like we were, or if it's that, you know, YouTube blogger or the Instagram story that you follow, um, just go somewhere for advice. So Aaron and I, our first two trips to Disney, like we walked away feeling to some extent unfulfilled. And it took us until going on that third trip to kind of identify like what were we missing and it really took me like digging into various vlogs various uh instagram stories to follow various um opportunities like that to really know like hey where are we missing the mark so had we done that our first trip or someone had told me you know ask somebody uh we probably would have had a much better experience so this is where you know, those friends, those family members that have been and have experienced of recent really do come in handy. And then of course your travel agents, right? So there are so many Disney travel agents out there. Um, Myself being one where we just come with so much information and news about how to do things and it's completely free for you guys. So reach out to that travel agent, lean on them. And then the beauty of having your travel agent is if something goes wrong during your trip, they're only a text message or phone call away. And so just having that person that you can rely on to help you plan your trip is huge. I feel like we would have gotten way more satisfaction out of our first couple of trips had we kind of done some more consulting and research.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, once again, I'll I'll uh, promote my wife here. But it's awesome being married to a Disney planner because uh, all the trips are super awesome and and not so stressful anymore because she's got all the the secrets that you don't even know about. Um, but here's a here's how I would sum sum up my wife. So for her thirtieth birthday, I wanted to surprise her and go to Disney World without kind of telling her. So I I was kind of beating around the bush asking her to take time off of work and a week long and she kind of basically figured it out. Right. Um, but as I, as I told her that I was going to plan everything, she basically had a conversation with me that said, if you're going to take me to Disney world as a surprise, you're going to be stealing about 50% of the magic for me. And that's planning the trip. She just loves planning Disney trips for our family, for other families, for everyone else. This isn't something that makes her a ton of money and it, or costs uh, or really, it, it really just takes up time for her, but it's a passion for her. She loves it. She wants to do it for people regardless of, of uh, pay or not, right? So if you want someone in your corner to make sure you have a really awesome trip and to get the most out of your investment to this place that can, can be a little bit stressful, Jen is the person you should talk to and you can reach her um, at jen at com. You can also reach our podcast and she can contact you at gotearspodcast at com, or you can reach out on Twitter at magicearspod and uh, we can definitely hook you up with some information so you guys can uh, enjoy your trip as a family or as a solo.
0: Yeah, so he put that really lightly. I um, just about freaked out when he told me he was going to plan the trip for us. Um, I ironically had just looked at my birthday week in Disney world opportunities and hotel availability, and it wasn't looking great. So when he told me, he, well, didn't really tell me, but told me he was taking me to Disney world. Um, yeah, I, I turned into travel agent queen in that moment <laughs> and there is no stop in that train. So, uh, that was really sweet of you to put it so nicely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But so that kind of concludes our first episode. We really hope that you guys enjoyed this first episode of We've Got Ears. If you'd like to continue, if you'd like continued coverage of the Disney news and additional content, please follow us again at, at @magicearspod on Twitter for the latest updates and news and then feel free to reach out to me. Um Through Mousing Around Travel, either on Facebook or our agency website. Uh, You can find more episodes in the coming weeks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might find your podcast updates and news. And uh, we hope to see you guys next time on We've Got Ears. Say cheers. cheers.
1: Bye-bye.